Welcome to the Asian Sewist Collective podcast. The Asian Sewist Collective is a group of Asian people from around the world brought together by our shared appreciation for fiber and textile arts and our desire to see more Asian representation in the sewing community. In this podcast, we explore the intersection of our identities and our shared sewing practice as we create a space for Asian sewists and our allies. I'm your co-host, Ada Chen, and I'm recording from Denver, Colorado. Denver is a traditional territory of the Ute, Cheyenne, and Arapaho peoples. I'm a Taiwanese-American marketer turned entrepreneur, and these days you'll find me running my all-natural skincare business called Chuan's Promise. That's C-H-U-A-N apostrophe S, Promise, in sharing my marketing tips on my blog. Most importantly for this podcast, you can find my sewing at i.hope.so on Instagram. And I'm your co-host, Nicole. I'm based outside of Chicago, the original homelands of the Council of the Three Fires, the Ojibwe, the Potawatomi, and the Odawa people. I'm a Philippine-American woman, a lawyer by day, and a sewing enthusiast the rest of the time. You can find me on Instagram at Nicole Angeline Sews. We have 16 people on. Well, hello, everyone on Instagram. Um, hey, hey, hey. We're obviously live right now with Gwen and Ella, Gwen Stella Maid and Handmade Millennial, and we are going to be chatting about Nomi patterns. If it doesn't look like I'm looking at the phone, it's because we are also recording on the podcast on our computer. So we've got two screen setups here for everyone, and we will be releasing this as a full episode. Um, but yeah, we're back. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus, and today we just decided to do this on Instagram Live and on our podcast. So we're going to skip our usual, like, what are you working on that we start at the beginning of every episode and get right into introducing our guests, who, may I add, it is the month of May. So they are here just in time for us to celebrate Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, APAHM. That's right. And we're back with a special in-between episode today, in-between seasons episode today. And we have Ella Clausen, who is at Handmade Millennial on Instagram, and who was our guest on episode 12, and Gwen Hang at GwenStella.Made and GwenStellaMade.com, who was our guest on episode 29. Sorry, I'm like fidgeting with my buttons again. And so today's episode is episode 46. So a lot has changed for us since we both had you on and for you guys as well. But most importantly for today, we are talking about Nomi patterns, which you're both designers for. So since it's been a while, would you mind introducing yourselves again to our listeners? Maybe Gwen and then Ella? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be here today. My name is Gwen, and um, I am a freelance content creator, DIY slash sewing blogger, and a designer for Nomi Patterns. I was born and raised in Singapore, but I now live in the beautiful Texas Hill Country with my husband, three dogs, and a foster dog. <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. Hi, can you all hear me? Sorry, my audio is giving me drama. Good. Okay, great. Hi, I'm Ella Clausen, aka Handmade Millennial. Um, I am a 30-year-old designer and um, marketer by day, um, sharing some of my makes and sewing progress on Instagram and also on my website, handmademillennial.com. I live in Oakland, California, with my husband and my dog. And um, when I'm not sewing, which is a lot of the time, we're hiking, um, cooking, 
doing lots of other fun stuff. So it is lovely to be on with all of you today. I love the Asian Sewist Collective community. Um, racially, I'm half Black and half Filipino. So it's awesome to get to connect with folks over our shared identity and um, sewing practice. Well, thank you both for joining us today. We love you as well, and we're so excited to have you back. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Nomi Patterns is a newer pattern brand, which launched last year, and it was created by Mimi G, who is the Vice President of Design and Brand Management for the Big Four, now Big Five, uh, pattern companies. And the idea behind No Me Patterns is that it will represent what the sewing community actually looks like. As Mimi G uh, put it, you know, quote, because who better design for us than us, end quote. So both Gwen and Ella have designs coming out in the latest No Me collection, which is spring 2023, which if it hasn't hit the shelf yet in your area, we'll be hitting it soon. But I've seen a bunch of posts and Nicole is holding them up right now that some people are seeing them out in stores and in the wild. So we thought this would be a great opportunity to ask them about their experience as designers for the brand. So um, maybe we can start with Ella. Can you give us a brief overview of what the design process is like? Yeah, so... I love Nomi Patterns and was so excited to join this brand new initiative, especially when we decided to launch with a full group of 12 BIPOC designers um, and then added Gwen in the next iteration as well. Um, and it's just been such a fun, amazing experience and to be inspired by um, and see more designers of color on the shelves, in the stores, and to just be um in the presence of the, the whole group. So I'm really grateful. Uh, how the design process works is that Gwen and I are both designers. We're not necessarily the pattern makers for it, right? So we come up with styles and ideas for what we would like to see as sewing patterns, things completely from our mind, from our styles, from the things we see in the world and our lived experiences. We create sketches with lots of detailing and we send that to a pattern making team at the big four who then take our ideas and they make them come to life. So those professional pattern makers will use the big four um, bodice blocks to create our styles and then create a mock-up They'll then send us um, photos for virtual fittings where I can go through and say like, mm, the hem on that's too deep, that has too much ease, you know, like I actually imagine the shape going this way and then they'll go and take my feedback, come back for another iteration and um, change that into the pattern. From there, they send us a final pattern that we get to sew up our final samples and take photos for the marking materials. So I get to take, uh, well, my husband gets to take the photos that show up on the cover. <laughs> I'm very fortunate that um, he listens to my photo direction <laughs> well. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call him a photographer. He's more like my handy tripod. Um, but very grateful for him. So anyway, so we get to take the photos that are on the marketing materials that are on the cover, which is also really special because these patterns look different than any other patterns on the market because they're by the creators of our very own community. Um, and yeah, so that's a little bit about the process, how it all goes. Gwen, anything you want to add? Um, I would also just want to add, I think, I think you've described it really well, but you've went through the process really well. One thing that I'll add is that during the design process, we also... Um, talk about the type of fabrics that we already have in mind 
when we want to sew up the samples like what what type of fabric are we designing this style for because that kind of affects the pattern making process as well so yeah so that's another part of the design process um other than that no i can't think of like you've pretty much mentioned everything well uh ella you made a really important or interesting distinction between a designer and a pattern maker um i think that it's really cool that you get to see your ideas come to life and so gwen you have flat pattern making experience right what was it like for you um you know to sketch this process out yeah so um in terms of my design process i try to really um focus on having a pattern that is beginner friendly so in terms of coming up with a design i try to make a design that i try to come up with a design that doesn't involve like too many pattern pieces um to just to make it less complicated um and one other aspect of the designing for nomi patterns is also um thinking about the design variation that we want in a single pattern envelope right so usually like most of us usually have like two design options in a single pattern envelope and um when it comes to thinking about like okay so what's the view b that i want for my design i my experience in doing flat pattern making for myself comes in a little handy. So for example, for my spring design, the variation actually ended up being like a difference in the skirt design. Um, one of the routes that I was thinking about during the design process was considering like, do I want it to be a sleeveless bodice? But having done some flat pattern making for myself and knowing that a sleeveless bodice block is actually a little different from a bodice block for a sleeve design, I decided to go with just like, let's just keep the sleeves the same. Because personally, I'm pretty, like it's not the end of the world to have the same bodice block and have like a sleeveless dress. But personally, I'm pretty picky with like fit and I know it's just not gonna fit me and it's just not gonna fit people the same way that I want it to fit. So then that's kind of like how it helps with the decision-making process in the when designing for the pattern. Um, and also, um, like the, the, the main way in which we convey our design is through the sketch, right? And um, like, honestly, I'm not very good at sketching. Like only I, I started sketching more with, once I started working with Nomi patterns and say if I were to draw a skirt that looks gathered around the waist and flat out around the knees, um, it could either be something that's cut on the grain or something that's cut on the bias. Because it can be interpreted in like different ways. Yeah. So having done flat pattern making, I know that that distinction is a key information to kind of convey at the beginning. So then that's kind of like something that I would try to, um, like that's like extra information that I'll try to add on top of just the sketch itself. That's a good point. I think going back to the sketches, Right. I'm curious because Gwen, you do a lot of like process. Here's how I did it. Reels. Ella, you do a lot of like from design to outfit kind of reels. So like what's the sketching process like for you? Because you're not a professional fashion designer. Like no offense. <laughs> like, you know, you're not like out here drawing a croquis every day. So like, are you sketching on a piece of paper? Are you doing it on an iPad? Like what are you sending over to actually get to like, let's say like mock up number one? 
Yeah, there's a couple things that I think about when I'm choosing a design for a certain season. And actually right now, um, we're, we're both thinking about what we want to submit as options for early spring. So this is very, a per- very pertinent question. I think of next year? 2024. Early spring 2024. We're planning for next oh, wow. uh, January or February. Um, so right now, the things that I'm thinking about are like, what styles and designs do I feel passionate about? And also designs that I haven't seen, you know, so there's things that, that, you know, the different elements of design that I know I really like, like recently, I've really been into color blocking as a big one, or like angular lines, or like angular bust details and skinny straps, like these are things that I know that I'm really interested in. I'll make a list of those types of things. I'll think about what designs I haven't seen on the market that I'd really like to see or what types of features or even sometimes what types of skills that I'd like to see as instructions. And then I spend a lot of time on Pinterest scrolling, what pops out to me, what kind of combinations I like to see. And then I'm in Procreate Creating Sketches, which is an app on iPad. Um, And I have like a little outline of a croquis and I'm doing digital sketches where I'm just like iterating like I'll make like 20 different sketches before there's something that I'm like okay I think this is what I feel good about and then um, with that digital sketch I'll then like see what it would look like with different fabric options and drapes and so import like photos of like fabrics from like Stone Mountain and Daughters website and like see what it would look like and what the options are and then um, I'll create like a little kind of pitch deck that I share with Mimi and the folks at DG with like not only my sketch and then lots of details of like I want the hem this much I want this much ease like all of those very specific details but also some like inspiration clips of kind of just like the vibe that we're trying to approach you know so not even photos of just something similar to what I'd like but like similar things that kind of encompass the look and feel of what we're trying to go for so that I can get all of that information across to a professional pattern maker um Gwen, apologies if you'd mentioned this. I'm having some audio trouble, but um, Ella mentioned that she works on Cropriate, Cropriate, Procreate, also known as Procreate. Um, do you do you do yours by hand digitally as well, or do you start with like a notebook? What works for you? Um, I am kind of a tactile person, so I like I would read a physical book, but I won't read a book on Kindle. So I like I need I need to like be able to touch the paper so I like drawing it on paper and I have like little croquis template that I use as well so I trace out the croquis and then I draw out my um sketch um I mean I call it a sketch but it's not like a like like Ada you mentioned like I'm, I'm not a fashion designer by training and I don't do the very stylized like oh the model standing this way type of sketch but it's just like a croaky 2d hard line sketch um and i honestly i prefer that too because with that it's basically the pre-line art line art so the like the line art is like the the line drawing that you see on the back of the envelope and i try to um, i feel like my process is probably very similar to um ella's um i but on top of that i also try to add some details that i think would help with um the um finalizing of the construction so i would like for this dress, I mentioned that I want top stitching around the collar and has to be like a certain width and top stitching around the button placket. So those are the things that I try to convey um, in my sketch as well, because I know that that's what they're going by 
to draw the line art and then make the pattern. So, yeah. Okay. It's really cool to hear about the process of designing and let's turn to your style. So Ella, you've talked about this before with Mimi G where your style is something you can dress up or down and that's practical to wear. And you like a lot of dresses, jumpsuits, and two pieces. So I think you said you were uh, really bad at basics. <laughs> so um, are you designing with someone in particular in mind when you're working on your sketches? Yeah, I think probably someone who's pretty similar to myself who's looking to sew because they want to sew frosting, which is what I'm doing. Um, yeah, both the the patterns that I've come out with, Nomi patterns, are like a very special occasion jumpsuit. And then also my like kind of loud color block two-piece set, which are both like occasion items. So someone similar to myself who's looking to make something really fun for a cool event or occasion, or they just like want to have a standout moment. Um, all stages, all walks of life, ideally all body types. Um, my croquis actually doesn't reflect my body shape. She's like more of what I imagine, a, like, forgive me, but like average woman. So a little curvier and a little um, more so than, than I am. I'm like a bit of a stick. Um, yeah, and so that's kind of what I'm, I'm keeping in mind is like the average woman but also just like someone who wants to have fun and so something like creative and exciting for themselves I love how you say that they're both frosting and I'm like literally looking at the envelope of the the uh jumpsuit right now and I was like I don't think this is frosting I would wear this on a regular basis when I'm you know not doing production work <laughs> maybe we should clarify for folks who don't know cake versus frosting because I didn't know what cake and frosting were besides the things that you consume um so do you want me to go ahead it, Ella, yeah. yeah what is what is frosting um, and what is cake in the sewing yes, contest I don't know where context. I first heard this maybe it was the love to sew podcast but it's kind of just this concept of like you're either the type of person who sews basics like good things to wear every day you're sewing t-shirts and jeans and things that you can wear often and then there's the other type of sewist who gets really excited by sewing for a wedding or you know like a special event or like some like you know making a birthday dress that's frilly and big and that you're never gonna wear again but is just like um not practical but really fun which you know not that my items aren't they're not unpractical but they are like something you wear somewhere special to me at least it's all yeah it's all subjective but I could see both as every day as well for myself too but um I'm definitely a frosting type person um (laughs) everyone else are you frosting or cake I'm cake (laughs) I think I'm frosting yeah. yeah, but then I I feel like I have a frosting life, or like I try to have a frosting life. Like I feel like like this outfit, some people would think that it's more of a dressed up look, but I would go to work like this. We're getting a lot of frosting, yeah. We're getting frosting comments too. Um, but Gwen, like that's a great way to bring up what you're currently wearing, which is your spring pattern, and then your pre-spring pattern I think in your blog post about the spring pattern which everyone should check it out because they're super helpful in terms of going through step by step how to do the pattern and suggestions Um, but you shared some details about how this pattern was influenced by 60s styles so is there a certain type of sewist or I don't know event that you're designing for for folks to be using these patterns for or is it kind of like anybody anywhere should be able to wear these yeah I I do feel like 
anyone anywhere should be able to should be interested in trying this pattern um but definitely 60s mod inspired a little bit of 60s mary quant a little bit of 60s paco rabanne um i like i we've talked about this in the podcast before as well like i'm definitely gravitating to it like vintage inspired retro type of styling um so both of my designs for early spring and spring are actually 60s inspired um so but they're i feel like they're both like really beginner friendly like if you're just starting to learn to sew and you want to learn how to like put sleeves on bodice bodice to skirt invisible zipper on the back like like it it would be great for people who are just studying how to sew and learning how to put a dress together and um Along the lines of frosting versus cake, I want to use my pattern as a way to inspire people to think about a pattern a little differently from what's presented through the line art and the, the photos on the pattern envelope as well. So um, uh, for my, I'm just like, where is my, I have it prepared. <laughs> for my early spring design, I made it, yay. I made it in two different versions. And that's what I try to do for every pattern. So the orange one is the quilting cotton. So that's kind of like cake in a, for some people, I guess. But I know some people might see the bishop sleeve as more of a frosting. It's all subjective, like Ella mentioned. And then the pink version is crepe back satin. So that's more of like a frosting type, but it's the same pattern. And I've also made another version of this with a little black dress version with organza sleeves. And that's like more like I, I don't know cherry on frosting <laughs> sprinkles it's sprinkles sprinkles yes sprinkles um and for this spring version i am also trying to kind of show different ways to make up the pattern too which is why i came up with this like nautical version of it which won't be as clear just by looking at the photos and the line art but just showing people how you can reimagine a pattern I love that. And we, we kind of talked about the design process earlier. So like once you send in the sketches and it becomes an actual pattern, um, it gets made into a muslin and then you get two-ish muslin fittings before it's finalized. So I'm going to open it up to either of you. Like, can you tell us about that fitting process? Like Ella, you mentioned giving them notes on like the ease and the hem and details, but like who's sewing the muslin and how are you communicating? Like, is it all email? Are there Zooms involved? I can jump in. Um, I think actually some of the, the team are the same as um, the folks who do McCall's patterns. I think it's a little bit of a combination. Like a lot of the um, employees there, I think, work on multiple brands, actually. So it's the same folks who are professionally pattern making day in, day out. That's their job. Um, it is email feedback most of the time. And like sometimes the changes are pretty significant. Like sometimes I'll get the first muslin and I'm like, that looks horrible. But it's also just because it's a muslin, you know, like a drapey dress or something like does not look as good in like a flat cotton as it will in the intended fabric. And then we make changes or like one of the time I actually sew it up. I'm like, oh, this is great, you know, but um, it's just it's it's yeah, it's a funny process to, to be doing um, just all virtually, but it works really well. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. For me, it's a bit like, um, like I get a little anxious when I 
open up the photos. I'm like, is it gonna be like how I imagined it? Did I convey my message well through my sketch? Um, and sometimes it's a bit hard to like imagine what it's gonna be like with the muslin fabric as well. Um, and yeah, so for me personally, with the photos that get sent back, um, I would try to take the photos and like make line drawings to show like, no, this has to be smaller, this has to be bigger. Um, so for my early spring pattern, I had to um, really reiterate that I, I want the sleeve, I want the sleeve to have like a certain width at the bottom because it's supposed to be a like more dramatic, you know? So that's something that doesn't necessarily convey the same, like just through a sketch. Um, it's interesting because you know in our experiences but also in talking to some of the other Nomi designers like our our personal styles and what we create is sometimes so different than what these pattern makers are doing in their day-to-day -day. and I've heard feedback from like I think Duana's on here or like Neff who are like no I want the collar bigger like bigger and they just don't get it but you're like no bigger you know we just have to like really um it's not what they're used to so it's a little bit different and fresh and that's the fun of it is that these patterns are really different than um the average of what big the big four is usually doing and sarah i think also asked a question in the chat she said is most of the time in the design phase and for me i think most of the time is actually in the fitting phase and it also takes them a little bit of chunk of time to take my feedback edit to the patterns and then sew it and then send it to me so i think that's a lot of steps back and forth in there mm -hmm. yeah so, go ahead gwen no, I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, um, oh, there's a question. Um, do you have sew-alongs for your patterns? Yes, we do. We do have our video sew-alongs for each of the pattern and they're on the Nomi Pattern channel. I believe it's Nomi Patterns on YouTube. So you can look that up. Yep, every single Nomi Pattern has a sew-along. And if you, yeah, and if you have the pattern as well, there's a really handy QR code so if you scan that, it, it should lead you to the sew along as well. I will vouch for these sew alongs. I have not personally made your patterns yet. But <laughs> I have I have them. I'm just like waiting for the right fabric. But I did make Alyssa's um, skirt twice. And the sew along was actually very, very easy to follow along with. And it was really well done. And if you think about a sew along, like it wasn't done in the traditional big four, big five way of like, you know, reading the the little black and white thing and like here's the sides it was actually very here's how we teach sewing and here's how to sew this pattern from an actual person who also sews um you know as a hobby and not necessarily someone who's just like flat pattern making and writing instructions so I thought it was actually a plus for the Nomi video so far I think that's another yeah and I was just thinking that I was going to say, Go ahead, I think that's Ella. just another benefit to kind of having like, quote, new age designers as a part of this is a lot of us are learning and doing things ourselves through YouTube and through videos. And so it's natural to also teach others through things like video sew alongs. It's like something that's a part of our day to day sewing practice. 
Yeah, and I think I I know a lot of other Nomi designers as well. They show the way that they prefer doing something, like what makes more sense to them through their own experience of sewing. So then you kind of get an idea of like you kind of get to learn like learn and see like different ways of putting a garment together and and kind of like figure out what works best for you because every everyone works differently, and what's most important is to like figure out a way that works the best for you that. Where you can have the most fun and less amount of tears, I guess. <laughs> no tears. No um, tears. Some tears sometimes, but <laughs> hopefully none sweat, for the. Lots of sweat, though. Yes, absolutely. And it's it's. I have not looked checked out the sew alongs yet. I have your patterns, and I have yet to make them as well. But you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how that is because sort of seems to fit with the whole ethos of the know me pattern it's like it's you know with created with us in mind um and so i think looking forward to to checking that out because i'm actually not really a so long person because sometimes i find it to be like overwhelming and i like to read instructions and we all know that sometimes big four instructions aren't as informative so it'd be nice to hear from you all like how this is going but another you know exciting thing about uh you know know me patterns and the evolution of patterns in general is something that we've talked about on the podcast before and that's you know size inclusivity so ella you chatted with mimi g about it before and she's mentioned that big companies like the big five don't necessarily want to jump right into um, size inclusivity with their legacy brands, but they're more willing to, you know, with her audience and with your audience. So can you tell us about, um, you know, how advocating for inclusive sizing has been a part of your experience as a designer and how it impacts the pattern development process? I'll say a couple things. The big four is getting better, right? Like, especially with Mimi at the helm and bringing in some new changes and a new perspective, like they're doing better. It's moving, you know, slowly, but surely, right? At least that's what I like to think. And I think it was as of last spring, like spring 2022, they did up the entire size range to some degree. And then with every Nomi drop, I believe it's at least five styles I want to say don't quote me on that but I think it's five that are within the new updated extended sizing range and so when Mimi reached out to me personally about this opportunity and I was like kind of going back and forth and thinking about whether I wanted to do it and in the contract negotiation stage I was just considering you know like okay this is my my moment of power to speak truth to power let me just try and so I made the request that you know for something that I wanted to be a part of that I would like it to be size inclusive and go up to at least a 62 and chip if not more and then that's when she shared with me that um, size extension is definitely a big part of her focus with the big four and something that they're doing and working on and so my first pattern was included in the size extended range which was awesome and then there's a few in this um this round as well and so i think every season at least that number will be in the size extended range but it's something that they have on their radar and that they're aware of and then the other piece that i'll share is that um this is kind of informal, but like so many people, I think, end up sizing down because of the high amount of ease that are in big four patterns that like, even if it says it ends at like a 50 inch chip or whatever, like depending on how you want your garment to fit, maybe you could still, you know, a 52 inch chip could fit into to what's in there. So that's like another funny quirk of big four patterns in general. Yeah, I did notice that on Alyssa's pattern because I cut a small 
and I think that was the smallest size on the block. And I'm I'm normally in ready to wear. I'm a medium, like small medium, firmly like six eight, right? Um, U.S. sizing, and I was like, "What am I doing here?" And then I was like, "Right, it's sized to the big four bodice block." Which, when you kind of like go back and look at all your other patterns, it makes a lot of sense um, that you would have a little bit more built-in ease there. So, definitely encouraging on that front. Um, now you both have two patterns out now um, with Nomi, so two in the current spring collection. And I'm looking at my computer because I have the numbers, which are ME twenty twenty nine, which is Gwen's dress that she's wearing right now, and then we've also got ME. 2033, which is Ella's top and pants set with the cool wave design. And then Gwen had a bell sleeve dress in the early spring collection, ME 2021. And then Ella had that jumpsuit. So that's ME 2008. So I'm curious because you also both just said that you're working on early spring of next year already. So what kind of time frame is all of this happening in? Because obviously you have to submit the design, then you go through that whole process that we talked about, and then you get to the photos for the season or ahead of a season or a deadline for a pattern launch because it has to go to print, right? So like, how far back are we working here? Go ahead, Gwen. So yeah, so um, we are submitting our designs for early spring for 2024 now. Um, And when the designs are submitted, actually, it's hard to tell like, because time is like a weird concept for me now. It's, It's hard to tell like how long it usually takes between submission of design to um, getting the line art back. Do you, do you know, Ella? I think we're usually, I think this might be a little late. I feel like we're usually submitting like eight or nine months before a pattern launches. And then we submit mm-hmm. a design and maybe take some time for Mimi to choose which ones are going to actually be included. Like not all of the designs I submit are actually chosen. I'll mm-hmm. submit like three each season and maybe one will get chosen or it might not get chosen. And then I think by the time we actually start the process, it's like one to two months later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, on my end, like for us, on our end, there are more specific timelines that we have to bear in mind of like um, like the moment we get, so we have like all the back and forth with the muslin fitting and, and finalization of the, and fly, finalizing the designs and all that, right? Then the moment we get the pattern by FedEx, <laughs> then we have to start sewing because I believe it's like a 10-day window. Am I right to say that? Yeah. 10-day window um, for us to work on our muslin, sew the final samples that you see on the envelope, and take the photos for those photos. So 10 days from the day we get the pattern. Then um, we also, so that's like the big thing that we have to work on, which is like the garments that we show on the envelope. The second big thing would be the video sew-alongs. so that's something um, that we will... So, okay, so after... Let me just backtrack a little. So after submitting the photos, then it'll be quiet for a bit again because they'll be in the background kind of like grading everything and then printing all the patterns and all that stuff. Um, then once the patterns are printed, then we get sent a couple of copies through FedEx. I don't know, like, why does it sound like a <laughs> brand They're like in a rush this? to get you these yes, things. yeah. Okay, so, and then, no, I only say that because I will get, like, a phone notification. I'm like, oh, it's coming. 
you know? So like, I got to be ready. I got to cancel everything on my calendar. Okay, not to that extent. But um, so then once we get our printed patterns, then we have to start filming the sew along. Um, and then we also get like a time frame. I can't remember, maybe like 10, 14 days, something like that um, to finish the sew along. So that once the patterns hit the stores and once people start scanning the QR code, they won't be like led to a broken link and that the, you know, the sew along video will be up and ready for people to watch and start sewing. We also did get a question from Sarah really quick. Will this be recorded? It is going to be, it is recorded on both here and we're recording it as an episode. So you will see it again. Go ahead, Ella. I was just going to add that, um, for me in particular, somehow these deadlines have been like the worst possible times of my life, both times that it's happened, where Gwen mentioned that we'll receive the final paper pattern and then we have 10 days or so until we need to have the, the garments made in two views sometimes and then um, photos sent to the big four. And both times for me, the first time was like, it arrived like five days before my wedding and I hadn't finished my wedding dress and my mom's reception dress and I needed to sew two views of this jumpsuit and then take the photos that was a nightmare and then the second time was like I was also doing an all-day bra making workshop like like 10 to 6 Saturday Sunday and then I had to sew from like 7 p.m to 2 a.m two nights in a row before I left for Mexico and like oh it's just like chaos but those are both like you know it's just my own schedule but it's it's a little high stress high pressure and you know what ultimately I get things done under pressure so it's panic sewing to the max yeah. <laughs> yep. hey podcast listeners looking for a way to support the asian Sewers collective well we have a great way for you to do that now and we are excited to announce our first set of merch we've launched a limited edition set of woven labels on our coffee page so ko-fi.com slash asian Sewers collective and you can get a pack of five woven labels custom designed by our very own producer, Mariko, with some cute sayings from seasons one through three, like this was a panic sew, forgot to pre-wash, or made with fabric purchased while traveling. And they all have really cute designs on them that you should definitely go check out on our Instagram and on our coffee page. And to get your very own set of five labels, you will be supporting the podcast and helping us bring you new content and new guests week after week. So head to ko-fi.com slash Asian Sewist Collective. So I think, you know, something people notice of these patterns, like obviously you are on the covers, you do a lot of the content creation, um, you know, is there been anything surprising about, you know, doing all of this, but for no me, as opposed to just posting on your Instagram or your blog? Um, yeah, just you know, talking along the lines of panic sewing, like I've never really done panic sewing. Like I've been sewing for a long time, but like back when I was in Singapore and I have a full-time job as a speech therapist, I have, I would have a project that I, I work on for like weeks and months. So doing, trying to finish two dresses in a week. And I usually try to finish it within two to three days so I can move on and work on other stuff. Um, has made me realize like how much sewing is actually a physical labor. Like it's, I mean, like you, I, you mean you read reports about, you know, fast fashion and how bad it is for like laborers and things like that, but you just never, like, I've just never really experienced it myself. 
until I've had to sew on a tight deadline. Um, so that's something that's like pretty, I guess, pretty surprising to me. Um, Ella, what about you? That's a really interesting insight. And also I'm proud of you that you never have situations where you're panic sewing like me, because apparently this is just a part of my life with occasions. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, what's been different? I think it's it's interesting having to think about, um, usually I'm sewing garments for myself, right? You know, and I'm just focused on what I want, what my preference is, but then now I'm like creating garments and choosing fabrics and styles that are, that do reflect me and reflect me at the core, but also are meant for other people, you know? So when I'm choosing the fabrics that will be for the two views of the cover and my sew along, I'm like trying to think of how I can represent multiple styles and show multiple variations and like maybe even think, think about some hacks that I might not be interested in hacking, but I know other people might be interested in hacking. So I guess it's just that piece of like, creating something that's meant to go out into the world and for others. Yeah. 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 And so on top of that, for me to um, just, you know, like Ella mentioned, thinking about the hacks and thinking about the different fabrics that you would choose for yourself. Um, I think working with Nomi has also kind of changed my design process and my own content creation a little bit in the sense that like, Personally, it's pushed me to make fabric choices that I usually shy away from. So I talked about how I made the pink dress in crepe back satin. And before that, I've only sewn with crepe like one time. And that dress never even made it to the grid, the Instagram grid. Like I've never even worn it because it's, but it's a long story. So yeah. And then also with the spring drop, I experimented with um, putting two prints together the floral and the polka dots that kind of felt a little outrageous in my head and even when I like made a digital version of it um but then I mean it's like a almost like a one in, once in a lifetime like it's either I do it now and show people like what's in my head or I don't right so so I feel like working with Nomi has kind of pushed me personally in my own creative endeavor mm -hmm. Um, in terms of like picking prints and picking fabrics and also like professionally in the sense of thinking about designs and showing my some of my designs to the world so I I only have like a handful of um, patterns out so this hat is one of them it's the Orion hat and when I actually released the design I didn't even have a line art for it but then through the process of sketching and then having a line art and then understanding how important the line art is. I actually then went back, oh, you know what? I think I actually need to draw a line art for my hat pattern. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of like how, I guess, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess that's kind of like how yeah. it's changed the way I think and the way I create. So I'm hearing panic sewing. I will be sending many more panics. We have extra panic sewing labels, and I don't know if that was a personal attack on me or not, but I will be sending them both your way <laughs> because clearly that is part of the process. But it also part of the process is just, I guess, furthering your design skills and furthering kind of how you think about design and garments and how they go on bodies other than your own, which is 
I think pretty cool. Um, but a trickier topic, I think, is pay. So you are getting paid for this work, right? And so can you share a bit more about how the compensation works? Like, what is the best way for the folks who are tuned in right now, who follow both of you, who are interested in these patterns to support you and support your designs? Yeah, um, I can I can jump in first. So when Mimi brought us on, one of the things that she made very clear in my initial contract conversations with her was that we are getting the same deal that she got as a licensee. And one of the inspirations for even having Nomi Patterns is that she was brought on to Simplicity and she had the incredibly successful line of Mimi G by Simplicity Patterns in that um, it really skyrocketed her career and she wanted to be able to offer that to other people, right? And so she made sure that when we were brought on, we got the same kind of situation set up that she got, which is that we get a flat fee for each style um, and then we get a small percentage royalty from each style sold. So um, if you'd like to support us, we would love it if you'd buy our patterns. That would be amazing. Share them with your friends, send them to other people. And then, yeah, just get and keep engaged in um, what we're doing otherwise. And I also wanted to share too that um, I will be launching some of my own patterns later this summer, um, just in my general brand name, Handmade Millennial. Um, I've been taking like digital pattern classes by night for a while, which is exhausting. Um, and I want to bring a couple styles to you all outside of the Nomi world. So you can support me that way as well um, this summer and beyond. Love it. Can't wait. I've already been like mentally designing both of your spring patterns in my head. I just have to like physically go to a store, which is the roadblock. I'm so looking forward to seeing it. Thanks. Yeah. Um. Like, I would just like to add that, you know, like, of course, buying the patterns would be for people who are um, able, but if you're not able, like, easier ways would be just for you to, like, share your pet, like, share our content with other people that you think might enjoy it. And if you spot our patterns in the wild and Joanne, take a photo and tag us and just, you know, spread the word, um, not just for us, but also for, like, the all the other amazing BIPOC designers that are in the line because we know how much inclusivity and diversity matters and this is this is this is something that has never happened before to have so many BIPOC creators come together um and yeah. so yeah so just even just sharing all of our stuff yes virtually yeah. word of mouth that all helps and I'll also say that Nomi Patterns is an experiment y'all like this is the big four deciding to put its money into uplifting and celebrating BIPOC designers, young designers, people of the sewing community, um, and just new voices and faces. And it's an experiment and it's not guaranteed. And so showing as much support as you can for this project is huge. It's helpful. And we just want it to thrive. We want it to be successful and to show them um, that supporting new types of people and voices is a worthy endeavor. So we appreciate your support in any and every way that um, that you can you can help contribute, whether that's just sharing or buying the patterns or whatever it may be. I just want you all to know that I bought eight of your patterns. Four. Did you each. clear out your Joannes? Mm, um, they weren't because out yet, and I was like, um, I called. And then they're like, it was still in the box. I'm like, can I come in? And and 
and look and they're like, okay, fine. Yes, go ahead. Um, and you know, I, I bought them in both size ranges because what I'm going to do is like, I'm just going to give them to friends who so. Um, I mean, it's just something that, um, you know, and I do buy other, uh, the other patterns as well. Um, I have this thing where I like to buy things and then I don't do anything with them, but I swear I'm going to make them. I, I, I did. I feel like both rounds of design so far, I've bought several um, from you, you both, and then also with other designers. And I'm like, this is great. I'm going to sell all this. I mean, I don't do that with pretty much everything, but, um, but it's, um, it's easy to help support this endeavor and to help support you as the designer. So, um, plus one for buying the, 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 um, the designs, if you are able, and then of course sharing, um, all of the wonderful content that you put out. Cause, uh, it's really great to be able to get this sort of complete package with each, um, pattern, which is very cool. So last, ex- last question for the both of you, um, we'll start with Gwen. Do you have any tips while, you know, for using your patterns. Um, You've covered some of these in your blog post. Do you mind sharing some of those tips here? Yeah. So um, just speaking specifically about my spring design, um, I think it will look really good with like a funky print with for the main part of the bodice and the skirt, and then like a plain contrast for the other bits, like the collar, the button placket, and the patch pocket. and for my early spring, the one with the bell sleeves, I really want to see more versions with like a contrast sleeve. So like I mentioned, I've made one with organza sleeves. I have plans to make one with chiffon sleeves, but I just haven't had the time. <laughs> and I'm bad at panic sewing. But yeah, so chiffon sleeves would be like another idea so really experiment with colors experiment with prints experiment with like fabric types um yeah i can also jump in on that i think um one of the most important parts is to that now the patterns have the finished garment measurements on the envelope so definitely take a look at those for your size and you know if you have an idea of how much ease you want a cropped t-shirt to have like choose your size based on how much ease you want um so be smart about size choices of course also i would i include a lot of helpful information in my sew along videos so i would encourage folks to at least you know maybe look at the intro or a little pass at the sew along like for this spring style my curvy color blocked um garment sewing curves can be kind of difficult for some folks it can create like puckers you're working with a lot of bias so I have a bunch of tips in there for the best way to sew curves in particular so that would be something I would tell folks to pay attention to as well and then just be smart and you know research patterns as you normally would um I personally I mean less so at launch but I personally whenever I make something I love to see how it looks on other folks and I'll open up the hashtag and see like oh I like this in a drapier version or "Mm, that's really good in one solid in one print or whatever it may be I think that's always kind of fun and that's another benefit of sharing too is that when you make something and you share you're contributing to that wealth of information that's available out there for others as well Thank you both. Um, and I had not noticed that the finished garment measurements are on all the pads. Like that's a huge deal because I found that to be really challenging 
when I first started sewing, I only started sewing with big four. And I was like, how am I supposed to know how this is going to fit? But that's that's a big deal. I love it. That's new, I think, yeah. as of the last one or two seasons. They do that yeah. across all of, the, all of the big four patterns, I believe. Love it. Yeah. Love I it. think that's one of the things that Mimi mentioned in one of her Instagram videos. Like that was one of the things that she pushed for. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really They awesome. heard us and yes. they were like, here you go. Yeah. So, I mean, just, I mean, just kind of going back a little bit, you know, about size inclusivity and talking about like how, what are the different ways you can support us? Like, even if, even, even just like sharing the pattern and saying that, you know, you wish this was in a bigger size mm-hmm. and then just putting your voice out there so that more people know that people want it in a bigger size, you know? And I was also going to say, Nicole, with, for you, just the act of even just calling up your local fabric store to ask, like, do you have those patterns out? Because we've heard, um, we've heard from a lot of fellow makers saying that they don't even find it in the local big box fabric, uh, fabric store. So even just making a phone call to say, do you have this? I'm looking for this. It just helps people on the ground just to know that, yeah, there are people looking for Nomi patterns. So we have to put them out. We have to make this available. Stop people like me from digging in the boxes. <laughs> yeah. I've done that too. You're a customer. You're a paying customer. <laughs> I was just going to add that they get shipped to all stores at um, the same time. And if it's they're not out at your local Joann's or Walmart or whatever, it's just because they're sitting in boxes in the corner. So don't be afraid to open up those boxes or to request them because they are probably there, sitting there, and they just haven't put them out yet. So... That's just a tip. I've done that at my store. I'll like do a little merchandising for them and put them, put them out. Probably not supposed. To. That's Did how you I ever know. go up with the envelope. Like, hey, look. <laughs> I've like been curious if they'll notice. Like the first time I rung up and like bu- I bought like three copies of my pattern because I wanted to give them to folks, and she didn't notice at all. And I was like, that's me, by the way. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I would be like, I'll take one of these <laughs> and another one of these. Thank you very much. Because they scan the back, you know, so they might not even look yeah. at the cover. But the second time she did recognize and then she was just like, oh, I was, you know, I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to assume. And I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love it. I'm just going to walk into like all the Joannes I can find. And I hate Joannes. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm like not the biggest fan, but I will walk into all of them for both of you and everyone else who's a Nomi designer. Just be like, look, these are my internet friends and I'm buying multiples of their pattern. I would like to clear out this drawer. The reason I asked Nicole if you cleared it out is because every time I go, there's like less, there's definitely less than eight in under each, you know, when it's in the filing cabinet. And so I'm like, eight, like, do they even get that many or are people actually buying them before I get there because I am not good about physically going to the store? I, um, when I had purchased these, there were, I was at the register and I got a little bit of a look like, okay, odd. I said, they're my friends. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I know them. And, and the, the, the reg- person at the register was like, oh, okay, okay. And um, yeah, so don't. I'm not afraid to call, and 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 that is a helpful thing to know. Like for me, I know that I've done it for both both launches, um, or not both. There's been three, all the launches, and um, 
And every time I've had to call, but it's because other people on the interwebs are like, hey, look, here's Gwen, here's Ella. And, um, and I'm like, yes, um, it's time because I've gone there once and it, they weren't out. So yeah, ask, definitely ask for it. Okay, the last thing I will add here is that um, we used to have this thing at a company that I used to work for, which was like, do you have a ticket for it? And so to both of your points of, you know, showing that we care and we want something, the more comments that we leave on like the know me Instagram, not Gwen and Ella's like personal Instagrams, although definitely comment and boost their posts there. Yeah. But if you have a complaint, like I haven't seen it in a store, I can't find it where is this design or I want a bigger size or I wish this came in my size, comment on the Nomi Patterns Instagram, comment on, you know, the big four, big five um, Instagram so that they see it because that means that somebody working there who manages that account full time is going to see that comment and then they have proof to bring it back to the higher ups when they're doing all the feedback and they're reading that. Like that is something that I used to have to do in my job. That is something that most business owners have to do. And so obviously when it comes to bigger companies like this, that's how we're getting our voices heard. And I think the mere existence of Nomi is kind of proof that they are listening and they are trying. You know, it might not be as fast as we want it to be uh, at all times, but definitely keep the comments and the feedback coming directed at the right channels, (laughs) please. Um, Obviously we've heard a lot about the design process, panic sewing, how all of it kind of comes together, which I think is super interesting and just kudos to both of you. You know, you are, I take back what I said before, you are both designers. You're designing on croquis, like who, fuck fashion school. I don't really care about cursing, <laughs> like, right? Like clearly you guys are making something that folks want to see out there and see on their bodies. And so, yeah, I'm, really excited that we got to talk to both of you about these patterns um thank you for being on with us today again everyone go promote their work share it with others buy lots of copies of the patterns for yourself and your friends share them and support and stay tuned for some more aapi creators working with nomi in the future that's right it was a pleasure to chat with you all today. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. And I appreciate everyone who is in the sewing community, all of your support as well. Thanks, I everyone. Say, I'm going to hit hi, end on the Eronica. live. <laughs> hi, I was going to say, yeah. Oh, Ironica's here. And she oh, had yeah. mentioned that um, the Ella's new pattern was isn't in her size. Um, so maybe when they're digitized, so hopefully, again, you know, it doesn't have to be you that it doesn't fit. Like, you know, use your voice to say, hey, we we should be including the people that are also designing them. Yeah. Like they should be able to fit all yeah. the designers as well. Yeah. So um, thanks for thanks for being here today. Um, all the folks on the live and of course, Gwen and Ella and, and Ada, I, I've already met you in person. So no thanks to you. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks to me. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Asian Sewist Collective Podcast. If you like our show, please consider supporting us on Coffee by becoming a one-time or monthly supporter or by buying our stickers and sewing labels. That's right, we have merch. Buy the labels, they are hilarious. Your financial support helps us with overhead expenses and will allow us to give back to our all-volunteer team who works so hard to provide you with new content each week. The link to our coffee page is ko-fi.com slash Asian Sewist Collective, and you can find the link in our show notes, on our website, and on our Instagram account. 
Check us out on Instagram at Asian Sewist Collective. That's one word, Asian Sewist Collective. And you can also help us out by spreading the word and telling your friends. We would appreciate it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All of the links and resources mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes on our website. That's AsianSewistCollective.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Email us with your questions, comments, or even voice messages if you want to be featured on future episodes at AsianSewistCollective at gmail.com. This episode was brought to you by your co-hosts, Ada Chen and Nicole Angeline. Thank you so much to the other members of our collective who made this week's episode a reality. This is the Asian Sewist Collective podcast, and we'll see you next week.